You're listening to This Life Explains It All. With the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world. On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time. I'm Stefania Romeo. And I'm Catherine Griffiths. Today, we're going to be talking about why it's so important to know who you are and how knowing who you are can positively impact all areas of your life. We're talking about some of the healers that have helped us get to that understanding within ourselves by teaching us their modality and also just holding a space for our own healing. Yes, knowing yourself is truly at the root of making everything in your life better. And if you've not yet heard or seen, we are bringing you a very special series on this topic of knowing yourself with our some of our favorite practitioners that we work with and have had transformative results with in helping us to understand and know ourselves. We're kicking off a five-week series where you'll meet with a different practitioner every week to do an interactive healing session, and you'll get all the sessions afterwards, so you'll be able to go back and use the tools any time. It starts on April 21st. And as a listener of this podcast, you can use the code HEALING20 for $20 off. You can sign up at the link in the show notes. We made this program incredibly affordable. We said, how can we make this accessible for everyone? And we said, let's make it it, the equivalent of the cost of a night out with friends. So If we can have five transformative healing sessions for the cost of one night out with friends, that feels really worth it and aligned. And so that's how we priced the series. So check it out at the link in the show notes and reach out to us. You know where to find us on Vera Life at Instagram or Vera at VeraLife.com and let us know if you have any questions. We hope to see you there. Practitioners include our favorite practitioners in the subconscious mind and hypnotherapy, Eastern medicine, energy healing, and sessions from us on somatic bodywork and human design. Yes, this is going to be such a good event. We are bringing you our personal favorite practitioners who we've had transformative experiences with, and you guys are going to get a lot out of this. You'll leave each session feeling lighter, feeling more energized, and just getting a deeper sense of knowing who you are. All right. So let's get into our conversation about this. Kat, how do you feel like you have gotten to know yourself or were there times where you felt like you didn't know yourself? Yeah. I was thinking about this a bit and there are definitely times and even now where I felt where I felt like I didn't know myself or I had trouble making a decision 
based on what I wanted versus what everyone else wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. And the first time where I realized that, hmm, maybe I'm a bit different and maybe my path is meant to look a bit different than the people that I'm around right now was around the time that I just finished college and I was thinking about what to do next, or I was around the time of finishing college. And a lot of my friends from home, I was, I'm from upstate New York, so they were really focused on getting a house, settling down with their boyfriends at the time, having a family. And that, for some reason at the time, just really didn't appeal to me. And I had a very strong reaction of how I didn't want to do that. And there's nothing wrong with with it. It's just that it wasn't for me at that time. And I remember thinking, why can't I just be like everyone else? Like, why do I have to do something else? It would be so much easier if I just stayed here got a house. I already have the great friends. Why do I feel like I have to go somewhere else and do something? But it was just this strong reaction. And it was very uncomfortable too, because I felt like I don't want to, I don't want to do something different because that's harder. <laughs> but it was that strong visceral reaction that I couldn't deny. And I realized in that moment, we're all different and we're all meant to do different things and be on a different path. And now looking back, had I not done that and had I not gone on on that path, I would have been really unhappy and my life would have been much different because I would have been doing something that just didn't mesh with me at the time. So that was an example of a really strong reaction where I realized, okay, this is like a hint of who I am and who I might be. I'm adventurous. I love to go and do things that are a little bit different. I love to explore. I love to travel. So that gave me a hint. But then there's also these like subtle, subtle moments like that, that are a lot harder to distinguish and a lot harder to take action on where you feel like, you know what, like maybe this job isn't for me, but it's not strong enough to get me to take action yet. Mm -hmm. Usually it'll happen over time, but there's also those subtle moments that I tend to ignore. And then over time it builds up um, and those can be a lot harder. So I think for me, figuring out who I am was like a mix of those strong, really visceral reactions. And then it gives me clues into who I am as a person and what I really care about and what I desire. But then there's those subtle ones that are um, a lot harder to distinguish, but then over time it gets bigger and bigger and then you have a, a big clue. Definitely. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes that can happen because there are comfortable things about the situation that might make us stay. Um, But I think embracing that discomfort, just like you talked about when you were younger, there's a lot of great things on the other side of that Mm -hmm. usually. Yeah. What was it for you? What example comes up? So I've been thinking about this and a couple of big examples come to mind in terms of knowing myself and understanding myself that I go back to a lot because they were really helpful. And one of them is in the context of work. So I've always been really lucky to work with a lot of smart, amazing people who I've gotten to learn from. But I've definitely been in dynamics at times where I was different than the group or I was different than those that I was working with. And I was trying to 
get myself to have the same skill set as other people because I viewed it as more valuable than my own. And then in knowing myself, I got, I came into a realization that basically a lot of times we feel like what comes easy to us is not worthwhile. So if we're good at something, it doesn't matter because only things that matter, the only, it has to be hard. Our work has to be hard to be good or feel like we don't know how to do it or, you know, whatever. And so I remember being in situations where I was working with amazing people and they were like loving pulling SQL data reports and diving into the analytics and the data science and all of that. And I love the philosophy and principles around that stuff, but like, that's not me to be data mining and going into all of that stuff. And for so long, I tried to make it me because I thought that all of the things that I was good at, which were more aligned with leading a team and aligning people to their strengths and resources and making shit happen that way, I thought that wasn't valuable because it wasn't hard for me. And actually in doing subconscious work, like some of what we're going to do in the series, I was able to kind of come into that realization that and also through human design, actually, too, because this is a big principle in, in human design that, that what is easy for me actually is my superpower and is my strength. And I don't always have to be trying to overcompensate with what is hard for me and think that only what is hard is valuable. Yes, I completely resonate with that and agree. And it was only until I started getting more into human design that I realize that because it's conditioning. I would, I would always try and do get better at the things that were really hard for me and not natural. Like one of them is like planning a step-by-step process or whatever, like, you know, (laughs) what, you know what they are with me. And, but like the, and the things that come came really easy to me, I just thought that, well, it must not be good or it must not be hard. Otherwise, this would be much more of a challenge and I have to get better at all the things that I'm not as good at. So I've been, I've actually been thinking a lot about that. Like what am, what does come easy to me and how can I double down on that? Because that's where, that's what you're meant to be doing are those things that really come easy for you. Oh, the other thing is, um, finding people that have the complementary experience or complementary skills. So if you do, if you have to work on a project where you need to do a lot of analytics, then find somebody that's really good at that, that can do it in like 10 minutes versus trying to do it yourself. And that's something that would come up a lot in, um, in, in Buzzfeed days where, I wasn't, I was really strong in like ideas and coming up with um, like the overall vision for a project, but I wasn't as good as like the actual, at the, the attention to detail and the steps needed to get there. It just, you know, I had to spend a lot more time to do that. So I would pair myself up like with you <laughs> to, to, to like have that you know, that dynamic. And that's something that I continue, uh, that I have continued to do ever since. Like, okay, that's, that's going to take me a lot longer. It would be more efficient if I just found someone that could work with me on this project that it it would take, you know, a third of the time. Yeah. And both 
skills and both sides are necessary and valuable. And I think that that just supports this overall idea that like lean into those things and then, you know, use these tools and use this work to figure out, okay, where can I just leverage my resources versus trying to change myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge because you won't be happy forcing yourself to do something that you just don't like, or you're not as good at as, you know, another person would be. You're just it's not going to be fulfilled doing that at the end of the day. Yeah. So when it comes to knowing and understanding ourselves, there was one other healing modality and experience that I thought I could share. And it's around holding, for me, another kind of realization in terms of knowing myself and and operating as more of myself came with really understanding how I hold my stress and anxiety and emotions in my body. And so both working with energy healing and with somatic body work, I was able to really identify how I hold so much stress and tension in my chest and in my gut where I kind of like hunch over or have this big weight on me. And through a lot of that work, I got to really kind of transmute what was in my mind, move it into my body and use that as a tool that I use all the time. I'll even be laying in bed sometimes or if I wake up worried about something and I use it and it's so helpful. And with energy healing in particular, it's been helpful to be able to use the exercises to connect it back to what I might be holding on to that's not mine at all. And so one of the things that I'm so fascinated by, we talked about it a little bit in the past on the podcast, is epigenetics. So epigenetics is actually the study of gene expression. And there's a lot of emerging research in recent years that shows that our trauma and our experiences do get passed down through our DNA. And I find this so fascinating. And in working with a really amazing energy worker, she helped me to understand that a lot of what I'm holding on to really may not be mine at all, but may be anger, hurt, resentment passed down from the experiences of previous generations. And I did a lot of work on building awareness around that, recognizing it, and I've been able to work through a lot of it. But that's been so fascinating and so helpful for me in integrating that modality because it's, it really is both the mind and, and the body. And I don't know, I would just think about what am I holding on to that's not even mine. Mm. Yeah. And I also like to think about that as if I do something that's a little bit different and outside of what my ancestors would do and maybe they wanted to do, but they didn't, I'm helping a whole line of the path, like a whole line of people. Like it's not just about me and it's, it's like, stopping that pattern for not only myself, but then future generations as well. And it helps motivate me to do the hard thing. Yeah. I mean, in spiritual theory and spiritual principles say that when you heal yourself, you heal seven generations backward and seven generations forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That actually really does help 
just, it helps me keep going when I, because it's like, it's not just you. You're doing something for a bigger cause. Yes. And you're showing people like whether it's in your family history, your DNA or not, but you're showing people that there's another way. And that really keeps me going because it's hard when you do things that are a little against the grain. It's not an easy, it's not an easy thing. And something that we've both experienced in terms of getting to know ourselves more is working with healers and wellness practitioners that helped us understand ourselves more. And I've had some really great experiences working with healers focused on the subconscious mind, energy healer, even physical body symptoms when it comes to fertility, just understanding myself more and understanding why certain things are coming up, whether it's anxiety, whether it's fertility issues. So being able to work with someone like that and have a space held for me and really feel seen just made me see myself in ways that I had never seen before. Yeah. I remember when you first started working with Julie Rice, who is Mm. one of the practitioners who is going to be in the series. I feel like you had a completely different take on life (laughs) after Mm I did because she really got me. I think there's a lot of elements when it comes to working with someone like that. I immediately felt so comfortable with her and I felt very seen. So I just, it just, it just worked like the relationship and the dynamic worked for, for both of us. And I think it worked for her (laughs) and I, just, I learned so much about myself through that process and through being able to have that space to open up and to really explore what was going on. And I think a lot of times it can happen because I, at the time that I was seeing her, I had just moved to Australia. I was really scared. There were all these things going on and I I was faced with myself in, in very new ways. So, I, so working with her, I was very open to anything because I wanted to feel better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just such a great experience. And I learned that everyone is a mirror. And anything that I was complaining about was just a big mirror back to me. And that helped me understand myself more because, uh, you know, commitment was one a big thing that came up where... I kept going after guys that were non-committal and I didn't understand why they weren't committing to me and I was non-committal so that was why because that that's the the energy that I was putting out there and I wasn't willing to give somebody the my whole self so they were that's what I was getting so then it's like okay now you have these commitment issues. So let's figure out where that came from. And then let's figure out where that came from. And it just goes deeper and deeper and deeper until you start resolving it and understanding. But I don't think you you can't do, I don't think that you can do that on your own. You do require help from someone to, to show you the way it's not telling you what to do. It's just holding that space and, and prompting you to figure that out on your own. Yeah. It's like everyone is a mirror reflecting us back to us. Yes. Whatever we're bringing. And it's annoying sometimes because I don't want, I want to be, I want to be angry at the other person sometimes, or I want to blame the other person, but you, but it's always back to you. You're always bringing, I mean, there, you know, there's obviously certain scenarios, but it's a mirror. 
Yeah. All right. Well, shall we leave it there? Yeah. So if you want to join us starting next week, April 21st, we'd love to have you. We are bringing together five practitioners. We'll be leading a couple of the sessions ourselves, digging into your subconscious mind, understanding your body constitution from Eastern medicine, energy healing, somatic body work, and your human design. We'd love to see you there. You can use the code HEALING20 for $20 off. Click the link in the show notes for all the information. Yeah, and if you're enjoying this podcast and you like this episode, share it with somebody who will also like it. It helps us grow. It helps us be able to get great guests on the podcast and create more content just like this. And with that, I'm Catherine Griffiths. And I'm Stefania Romeo. Catch you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe so you never miss a show.